Thanks for listening to Hallelujah, I Have Breakthrough, hosted by Kiara Bryant. Listen every Wednesday and Sunday as Kiara talks about walking in victory, breakthrough, and overcoming by the Word of God. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to myself. I know I've been gone for a minute, and I know that it's kind of an on and off thing that keeps happening um each time there's just honestly it's like a cycle and some things have to do with my personal life and some things I'm actually trying to do like way too many things at one time um so I'm not going to get into the personal things today you know there are some things that God is doing in your life or God will do in your life that doesn't necessarily like it's in the baby development stage that doesn't need to be shouted from the rooftops so I'm figuring out um and I think I can you know generally talk about it you know some of the things that I have just in my head that I feel led by Holy Spirit to do so I guess I'll just talk about those things really quick and give you guys a little update on in life or on my life right now um but again I'm not going to get into the personal things because that stuff is obviously personal but yeah so some of the things that I've been working on I know that I've been saying it you know since I kind of stopped but I really want to get the year of no fear up and running again and I'm trying to figure out what the best way with my life schedule right now is of doing that because I don't think that I'm going to continue to post episodes about it Maybe I will in the future because the year of no fear is something that is not just for 2022 or for this year and this year alone. I honestly feel like I feel led to make a devotional or to make like a um, a book out of it or something. And obviously, like I'm not an author. I'm not even a, an ordained like minister or anything like that. But I just feel it so strongly like because I haven't looked it up yet. So to my knowledge, there isn't anything out there like that. So I want to put something out there where and even have like, you know, the past year of no fear episodes that I did record and turn those into like devotional things. I want to try to get those out like on paper and also online. So yeah, I've been feeling led to do that and also to make a website and also, um, me and my friend, we do kids Bible study. I know that I've talked about it, but we do it every Thursday and kind of have been slacking on that as well. But a few months ago, I felt strongly to like make like a curriculum for the kids for, for their Bible study, you know, like make it something serious, you know, and something that we talk about daily and like have kids daily devotionals, just something short. And I don't know how many parents are out there listening to me right now, but what I'm, I've already made the first one and I'm gonna like go through and edit and add more things as the time goes by. And I'm also gonna do like a few more that way I can make like I don't know, like, you know, when you send your kid to school, they have a curriculum, they have a thing that they that 
is needed for them to learn to pass on to the next grade so for this it's even more important because this is scripture this is the bible this is what's going to carry them through for life and i kind of want to model it I, i was listening to pastor jonathan and i don't know when which sunday service he said it in but he's gonna he's gonna do sermon series on the foundational pillars of faith and things like that um so the first one that he did at his church was confession and then like faith and um end time bible prophecy and you know things like that like the things that you need to know as a christian and things that aren't you know um I'm just going to say it like in the, in the seeker sensitive church or like in even like full gospel denominations, they don't preach the truth of God's word. They'll preach little sermons that it's like a pat on the back or like a rub, a a shoulder rub or like everything's going to be fine. Everything like, you know, it's not something that's edifying you. It's not something that's teaching you and and raising you up and knowing um, and having wisdom in God and um that's equipping you for going out in the world and and that's kind of my whole idea with the kids bible study that's kind of my whole idea with that is to start with something and my my kid is five so I'm gonna when I have this all done I'm gonna put it out there I also want to kind of make that into like a book or a devotional for kids too so that parents can have something that is gonna get the word into your kids and have your kids really have faith in the word of God versus what the world has to offer or anything like that. So I don't know if you have your kids in public school or if you have your kids in even Christian private school, like no church is perfect. No school's going to be perfect. Even if you send your kid to a Christian private school, um, people have different beliefs. So having your kids know the foundational and and things that the pillars of faith so that their faith won't be wavered and that they know the word that way when somebody comes to them and said no God did this and God did that and God allowed this and God said this and and it's like well no because what that goes against his word that goes against what I've heard in the Bible so I'm trying to put it in a way where and I feel like my daughter she's five so and I feel like it's you know getting in her but at the end of the day they're kids and you know sometimes (laughs) it seems like they're understanding something and they're really not but they have if they have holy spirit in them which my daughter does she she's given her life to Jesus and I talked about that before as well my daughter she's given her life to Jesus so she has holy spirit in her and Holy Spirit and or like her spirit has been brought to life you know before you are saved your spirit man is dead and when Holy Spirit comes into you your spirit is brought to life that's the second that's that's being born again um, so that that spirit that spirit man that's on the inside of you is dead and Holy Spirit comes in and breathes life to your spirit so even if her mind her soul and her flesh don't get it her spirit is receiving the words that i'm saying to her so it's very important to start at a young age even before the age of five you know because 
it, it's important to to train up your children, train them up in the word, train them up in God, because when they grow older, then they will not depart from it. That's what the Bible says. So there's a lot of things that I want to do and a lot of things that still have to be done. So that's just kind of an update of what has been going on in my head and what I've been doing kind of behind the scenes. So I've really been trying to focus on that. And if I'm honest, um, my pastor on Sunday was preaching about um, grace and not the kind of grace of like that people get mixed up with mercy, but grace like the empowering kind of grace that Jesus gives you. So um, she was just saying like God has given you the grace to do whatever it is that he's called you to do. And if it feels difficult or if it feels hard, I'm just summarizing it very, very shortly. But um if it feels hard or if it feels difficult, you're probably doing it in your flesh. And then it was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all of this stuff in my flesh because it started getting overwhelming, um, with those things that I just mentioned and then the podcast and then the things that I have going on in my personal life, it felt like really overwhelming and that's not what it should be. And I'm going to talk about that at another time, but I've said it over and over again, like, Jesus says to take your take his yoke upon your back like he says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light he says come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and you will find rest so things started getting really hard started feeling really overwhelming and I just didn't feel like really it was and it's not a trait from God this stuff does not come from God this was my flesh this was my mind um but just being so overwhelmed to the point of like, there's too much stuff to do. So something has to take the back burner. And because my, my daughter comes first, my daughter comes before my quote unquote ministry, which I consider this podcast. Um, that was the thing that took the forefront, which I don't think is necessarily bad. But still, this is something that God has called me to do. And he's given me the grace to do all of these things and do it in a way where it's easy because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. His burden is not heavy. He doesn't give me heavy burdens. He doesn't give me more than I can bear and more than you can bear and anything like that. So whatever God has called you to do, he's given you the grace and the anointing to do that thing. And the anointing makes things it's. I don't know who said it, but people describe the anointing as like the wind that carries behind your back or the wind that carries you. So like it, when the wind is blowing at your back and you're like walking, it's like really easy to walk. You don't even have to try. Like if the wind's blowing like really hard, but when you're going against that and you're doing things in your own flesh, it feels like you're walking towards the wind. So anyway, all that to say that. I have been trying to do all of these things in my own power and it sucks, but it almost, it took me about a month to realize that. And it wasn't even like God told me while I was praying or God told me while I was studying the Bible. No, like it happened because my pastor was preaching and, you know, it's something that I wish I could have like realized sooner, but I didn't. Um, so yeah, anyway. I apologize for my long 
absence. I've still been a little bit active on Instagram. Um, oh yeah. So if you don't follow the podcast on Instagram, go follow it. It's at HIHB podcast and yeah, stay updated there with me. But anyway, on to the episode, I am going to be talking about fear, the truth about fear, this revelation that I've gotten on fear or illumination because I I had it before, um, but it didn't really come to full like, oh, wow, until last week or maybe two weeks ago. So if you have your Bible, go with me to Romans chapter eight, verse one. And forgive me because I might be all over the place, but it'll come together like as a cohesive thing in the end, hopefully, to you. Okay, so I'm going to be reading in the New King James Version for most of this, um, but feel free to follow along to whatever version that you're reading. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So, some of you may be like, what does that have to do with fear? And looking at it uh, for what it is, for what it says, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Uh, that has nothing to do with fear. And by nothing, I don't mean that in a literal sense. It has a lot to do with fear um, based on what the direction that, you know, God took me when I was studying this. Romans chapter eight, verse one, in the second half of that, in the second half of half of that verse, it says, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So if you take out those who are in Christ Jesus and you replace it with that, because there's a comma there, let's read it this way. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. The people that are in Christ are the people who don't walk according to the flesh, but they walk according to the spirit. So if somebody is walking in their flesh and they're constantly walking in their flesh, that's you can consider that a sign that they're not in Christ because they're walking according to the flesh, but they don't walk according to the spirit. That's what Romans chapter eight, verse one says. And I can back that up with John chapter three. And a lot of you guys probably know John chapter 3 and John three sixteen and all of that. So I'm going to read that to you. And I think I'm going to read that in the NIV actually. So I'm going to read John chapter 3 verses 5 through 8 and then 16 through 18. It says, Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of the water and the spirit, uppercase S. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell me where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. So flesh gives birth to flesh. Spirit gives birth to spirit. And that's what I was talking about my daughter when I when I was talking about my daughter and when you get saved, your spirit breathes life. It gives birth to your spirit, your inner man. So there's Holy Spirit living in you, but then there's also your spirit and that spirit man is perfect. So flesh gives birth to flesh. But if you are in Christ, 
you walk according to the spirit of God. You don't walk according to your flesh. So you're born of the flesh when you're first born as a baby. Your mom, flesh, gives birth to flesh. But you have to be born again after that point. You don't, you know, my daughter had to get saved. My daughter had to get born again. I wasn't saved, I mean, when I gave birth to her. But even if, you know, your mom is or whatever, like, you have to have your own personal relationship with God. My spirit cannot give birth to your spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. So you have to you have to come to Jesus on your own. You don't get grandfathered in. Um, I don't know who said it, but Pastor Jonathan says it too. But there's no grandchildren in the kingdom of God. God has no grandchildren. He only has sons and daughters. So you have to have your own. Like Mia couldn't come to heaven because of my relationship with God. She has to have her own relationship with Jesus. It doesn't matter if your parents or brought you up in church. Until you have given your life to Jesus Christ, you don't have a relationship with God. Spirit gives birth to spirit. We walk according to the spirit and there is no condemnation for those who are who walk according to the spirit. And the ones who are in Christ walk according to the spirit. They do not walk according to the flesh. This is something that you really need to like open up your Bible and look at it, you know, and it also depends on the translation. And the reason why I'm talking about it is because in the original Hebrew language, Hebrew, in the original language of this text in Romans 8, in the Greek, that second part is mentioned. But I think, a, like, if I... I'm not really sure, and I can look it up really quick, but I think it's only in the King James and the New King James and the Amplified Version that that second part of this verse, based on what I've looked at, is mentioned. It's not in the NIV, it's not in the NLT, it's not in the ESV, I don't think, but that second part is in the Greek. So it's a part of the original manuscripts of the Bible. But some translations took that part out. But you can know if you are in Christ by what you're walking according to. If you're walking according to the flesh, you're in the flesh. If you're walking according to the spirit, you're in Christ. You're in Jesus. You're saved. You have salvation. So John chapter 3 verse 16 through 18 says for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's only one and only son so Holy Spirit doesn't do the condemnation. You yourself, by not surrendering your life to Jesus, by not giving your life to Jesus, you stand condemned because you haven't believed in him. So Romans 8, 1, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation for those who don't walk according to the flesh but walk according to the spirit. There is condemnation for those who walk according to the flesh, but not according to the spirit. And not because Holy Spirit condemns you, because you are essentially condemning yourself. You're allowing the enemy to put you under that condemnation. 
So again, what does this have to do with fear? So at the beginning of the year of 2022, during prayer and fasting, I felt strongly to talk about fear, have this year of no fear thing going on. And when I was doing that, when I was doing the year of no fear, and especially when I was doing it daily, I was probably in the best place that I have ever been with God. And it was because I was feeding myself all of these scriptures that were, you know, God saying, don't fear, but had a promise attached to that. Why don't I have to fear? Not because you're just saying don't fear, but because then there's a confidence backed by that because you are who you say you are, because you are faithful, because because he's a man that is true to his word. He's not a man that he he should lie. He doesn't lie. God doesn't lie. He's not a liar. So for that reason, I can put my confidence in him. For that reason, I can put my hope in him because he is who he says he is and everything that he says will come to pass. So you don't have to live in fear. So when I was doing the year of no fear, I was in the best place that I've ever been with God. I was at the most um, faith-filled place I think that I had ever been in because I was constantly feeding myself the word. I was constantly feeding myself these scriptures that God himself was saying, why you didn't have to fear. And then I stopped doing it. And that's when I noticed like a change. And still not like fearful in a way of like I'm scared of everything or like but the thoughts come more I dwell on them more um and it's just amplified I guess they they come in and I don't cast them down I don't do anything about it because I I like I wasn't filled up with that so the year of no fear isn't like I was saying in the beginning it's not a thing just for 2022 at least for myself I can't force other people to do it but I hope at the end of this podcast episode you're going to understand why being filled up with the word of God being filled up with these specific scriptures have been and done like wonders in my life they've been so helpful to me so hopefully um for you they do the same thing but you'll start to see why You'll start to see why it's such an important thing to be filled up with the word rather than fear and letting um, these scriptures and meditating on these scriptures is really what's going to be beneficial for your life in regards to going in higher places with God, letting God take you to higher places. So, yeah, that was the year of no fear. And then um, some of the things that are going on in my personal life started to worry me or you know like honestly like they it started to like get me to a place where I would dwell on it and and have fearful thoughts and be concerned and be worried and stuff about about things that are not in my control I can't control it um so yeah I went to a church service not my not my churches but I went to a church service a Friday um a Friday night church meeting and the pastor she was talking about fear and it was on the specific day where something had just like it kind of it kind of shook me if I'm honest like I didn't let it get to the point where I was like all right this is 
what it is and this is where I have to stay and you know like it wasn't like devastating I'm not gonna lie it wasn't fun and it wasn't it was something like completely unexpected and not something like good I let fear come in in that situation and then on that Friday night I went to that um Friday night service at that church and it was so good the pastor like I said she was talking about faith and or sorry she was talking about fear and I mean yeah faith but she was talking about it in in regards to the pandemic and she said like how she reacted when the pandemic first started and she was scared and she let that open door of fear come in and she was just saying like when you're fearful when you live in fear you are um you do things that don't make any sense. You do things that aren't beneficial. It doesn't help the situation at all. You do stupid things when you're when you live in fear. And she was talking about like how during the pandemic, like everybody was buying up toilet paper, everybody was like spraying down their buggies and all that stuff. But you would like walk into the store, have somebody spray down the buggy where I, I'm from the south <laughs> and we call them buggies, but sh- they're shopping carts. So somebody would like spray the handle of the shopping cart. I'm going to try to correct myself here. Somebody would spray the handle of the shopping cart and you would go in the store and you would touch all the products. You would touch the shelves, the the things, the produce that was on the shelves, things that so many other people had touched. And then you would bring them home. And I mean, some people were washing their groceries and I'm just like, that's ridiculous. But you know, like you would go into the store and touch all these other things that other people had touched. But like they sprayed this shopping cart, like it was going to make a difference. Like it, and all of the things that went on during COVID, like all the precautions that people took, they were actually ridiculous. And I'm just going to say, I'm not sugarcoating for anybody. I'm not going to sugarcoat from this point of the episode on. So if you're easily offended, First of all, don't be because that's the Bible says not to be easily offended. And second of all, if you are easily offended and you want to stay easily offended, I'm going to need you to from this point on uh, just stop listening. So, yeah, a lot of times people did things that didn't make any sense. And that's what you do when you live in fear. And when you live in fear or when you let fear come in, you want to do what your flesh wants to do. The first reaction. And this is how I knew, like, because, yeah, I still have the spirit of God in me. And even if I had some fear come in or the thoughts of fear come in, I never spoke them out. I never let them, um, I never like dwelled on them to the point where they became truth to me. And I never made a reaction. I never reacted out of my fear because fear will have you to want to run away or to hide or just flee and not like do anything. And the person that comes into mind when I'm saying that is like Elijah, when Elijah, after he called down fire from heaven and he burned up the sacrifice on the altar, the sacrifice that was soaking wet. And but like after he like all after all of that happened, he still went on the run because Jezebel, he he feared Jezebel. He went on the run. He went and hid in a cave and he prayed that God would kill him like so after all of that, like the you see that the tendency of when you're in fear or the tendency of fear and what the enemy will do is make you want to run and hide, make you want to like flee and just quit. So, yeah, anyway, um, she was just talking about that and it was really good. It stirred up faith in me 
over the situation that I had that the situation that was going on and like I was like okay I need to get back on it because this is not it like I'm telling you man when I was doing the year of no fear I was in a great place and I'm gonna like and I'm not saying I'm not like reminiscing like oh I can never be there again no I'm gonna be there and then I'm gonna go higher than that like I'm not gonna just go back to what it used to be I'm gonna rise higher from that so I'm just saying like as a testimony or as a testament of like what that did for me I want that to happen for you as well so anyway I said it in the beginning, this is probably going to feel like it's all over the place, but it's not. So back into um, what I was talking about before, walking by the spirit, walking according to the spirit. There was a scripture that she had read at that Friday night service. And I was like, I feel like I've read this over and over again. Like, and it's in the book of Romans and the book of Romans is one of my favorite books. I think it was like the first book that I read when I got saved that actually uh, like made sense to me that I actually could like understand. I've read the scripture, you know, a few quite a few times. But when she was preaching about it, it was like, oh, yeah, I feel like an idiot, but it's okay, whatever. So I'm going to read that to you guys. But before I do that, let me just tell you guys again. What I'm probably going to say might offend some people, and that's fine. I'm going to say it, and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything because, honestly, like, what people need, people don't need to, like, have things sugarcoated. They don't need to have their hands held. They don't need to have their backs rubbed or shoulders padded or whatever. They don't need that. They need the truth of God's word, and they need it to light a fire under their butts so that people will start, wake up and start to realize, like, how important this stuff is. So... And I've said it, I think I said it in one of the Year of No Fear episodes, but I haven't really like fully like acknowledged the fact that fear is a sin. And it's because it's like one of those things that the Bible doesn't specifically outright say fear is a sin, but it kind of actually does, you know, like God says it. And the whole point of the Year of No Fear is to, to these over like 150 verses about do not fear and don't worry If God says don't do something, it's a sin. So, and he says it over and over and over again. It's a sin. It's something that he detests. It's something that he does not like. He doesn't want you to live in fear. And not in a way of like, if you live in fear, he's going to smite you. But he doesn't want you to live in fear because it's the opposite of him. God gives faith. He doesn't give fear. You're not of the world you're not of the devil you if you are in christ again romans 8 1 if you're in christ you walk according to the spirit and the spirit that he gave you is not a spirit of fear so it's opposite of him to live in fear and call yourself a christian fear is a sin fear is a sin and i'm gonna fully embrace that i'm gonna fully acknowledge that and if you don't like that oh well fear is a sin it is a sin to live in fear I'm not saying that to offend you, but I'm saying it to give you a little gentle kick in your rear to stop living and stop giving um, fear uh, access to your life. Plain and simple, or living in fear is a sin. And that scripture, I can prove it to you. If you have your Bible, turn it to Romans chapter 14 and in chapter 14, verse 23, which is, I think, the last verse of chapter 14. 
Yep. It says, but he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because if he does not eat from his faith, for whatever is not from faith is sin. So Romans fourteen twenty three says, whatever is not from faith is sin. Whatever, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. Anything that is not from faith is a sin. Whatever you do that's not in faith, you do it in what? Fear. And that's a sin. So anything that is not of faith is sin. Fear is not of faith. It's the complete opposite. Living in fear is sin. And honestly, I feel like I can stop there. I really do. Because it, it plain and simple, like it says it right there. Whatever is not from faith is sin. But Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 1 says, or sorry, or Deuteronomy chapter 19 verse 15. It says, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. It's out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, two or three times that it's mentioned in the Bible that something can be established. So I'm going to take those two or three times and I'm going to read them to you. You can follow along with me if you want to. I'm not going to make you because these are just kind of repetitive. But Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4. And Habakkuk is the book after Nahum and before Zephaniah. So kind of hidden in the Old Testament if you don't read there too often. I had to use my table of contents to find that one. And I'm not ashamed. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4 says, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. So the just shall live by faith. Romans chapter 1 verse 17 says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Galatians chapter 3 verse 11 says, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38. That says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. So that's three times, in the four times, one in the Old and three times in the New Testament, where it says that the just shall live by faith. That's out of the mouth of four witnesses. The just shall live by faith. If you are not living by faith, if you're not living by the spirit that God has given you and you're living in fear, you're not just. Other translations say the righteous live by faith. If you're living in fear, if you're living according to the flesh, plain and simple, you're not righteous. That might be a little harsh. It sounds a little harsh. If you are living in fear, fear is a sin, according to Romans 4, or 14, 23. Anything that is not of faith is sin. When you walk according to the flesh in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, but not according to the spirit, you're not in Christ. The just shall live by faith. The righteous live by faith. If you're not living by faith, you're not righteous. And I don't mean it in a way of like, Jesus is Lord, but he's Lord of just one area of your life. He can't do anything else for you other than take you to take you to heaven. Everything else you're doing in your own strength and your own power. 
I know that the Bible says this, but you know, that's, you know, that's, um, that was back then we're living in different times now. And, you know, it's just, it's not the same. Like we have all this technology and like, we can understand like why this stuff happens. And like, we see like this and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah and all of this and da, 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 da. And like, no, you're not righteous. If you don't believe the word of God, you're not righteous. If you believe man over you be- or over the word of God, if you believe people over the word of God, if you believe opinions over God's word, over the Bible, over God, you are not righteous. The righteous live by faith. If you're living in fear, you're not righteous. You're not righteous. Plain and simple. And look, you don't have to agree with me. That's fine. But I, I have... I've made my, I've stated my case from the, from the word. If you have been living in fear and you want to figure out how to not do that, stick around to the end. Um, but I'm going to start reading in Numbers chapter 13 and I'm going to be skipping around in there. And this is just one of the examples in the Bible. One of the examples, there's countless, almost in every story, in every major Bible character and non-major Bible character story, there's one of these one of these. So I'm going to be skipping around in the book of Numbers chapter, or I'm going to be skipping around in Numbers chapter 13. I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 3, 17 through 21, and 26 till the end. So it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children which I am giving to the children of Israel from each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, every one a leader among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord, all of them men who were heads of the children of Israel. Then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, go up this way to the south and go up to the mountains and see the land and see what the land is like, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor and whether there are forests there or not, be of courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin, as far as Rahab, near the entrance of Hamath. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron, all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told them and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It's true, it truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who, are, who dwell there are strong. The cities are fortified and are very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, the land though which the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature 
There we saw giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were like in their sight. So, twelve men went to go spy out the promised land that God had given them. Two of them, Joshua and Caleb, came back, and the rest of the ten gave an evil report. That's what the Bible says. Two of them had faith. Ten of them didn't. And what happened after that? Moses had to intercede for those Israelites, that generation that gave the evil report. All of them had to die before they could go into the promised land. Only Joshua and Caleb, the ones who were righteous, the ones who were living by faith, the ones who had faith enough to know that if we go up into this land, we are able to overcome it because God said that it's our land. God said that we're going to possess this land. So no matter what it looks like, I'm going to possess this land. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how big the people are. I don't care how big our enemy is. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how many numbers they have. God said, I'm going to possess this land. So we're able to do it because he gives us the strength to do that. He gives us the power to do that. So 12 of them went Two gave a good report. 10 of them gave an evil report. The ones that gave the evil report were the ones who were not allowed to go into the promised land. They had to die in the wilderness. That wicked generation had to die in the wilderness because they didn't believe God's word. They had doubt. They had fear. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. We're grasshoppers in our own sight, so we're grasshoppers in their sight too. We couldn't possibly take that land. In verse 30, it says, Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. And what did the ten men who didn't believe God say? We're not able to go up against the people because they're stronger than we are. They have giants there. They're bigger than us. We couldn't possibly take that land. And Joshua and Caleb are the only ones who got to enter into that into that promised land. Because they were righteous. The righteous live by faith. So the 10 people, the 10 men who gave the evil report, the ones who wanted to go back into captivity, the ones who wanted to go back to Egypt and turn around because they thought that they, there was no possible way for them to take that land are the ones who had to die. They were the ones who weren't living righteous because they weren't living by faith. They were living in fear. The righteous live by faith. And if you are not living by faith, if you're living by fear, you're not righteous. And I'm not telling you that to beat you over the head. I'm not telling you that to condemn you. I'm not telling you that to make you feel bad. I want you to live by faith. That is my genuine heart behind this podcast. That's my genuine heart behind the year of no fear. I just want you guys to live in faith. We are the body of Christ. If you are in Christ, you are a part of the body that I'm a part of. And if you're not doing what you're called to do because you're living in fear, you're not hindering just yourself. You're hindering and you're handicapping the entire body of Christ. Because you have something that you're supposed to be doing, but you're not doing it because you're living in fear. God has bigger plans than what we can ever see. With our own human eyes. 
I don't want anybody living in fear because I know that what that does. If you open a door to fear, like think about like with Job. I talked about that before too. Job opened the door of fear. And look at all that happened. If you have an open door of fear, the enemy has can have a field day in your life. Look at what he did to the Israelites. They had an open door of fear and all of them had to die in the wilderness because that's the report that they spoke. It's one thing to get thoughts of fear. It's one thing to, because we, you know, we have a mind. We live here on earth. We don't, you know, physically, our spirit is seated in heavenly places with Jesus, but physically we're here on this, on this earth. We're here on, in this world. We're not of this world though. We don't have the mind of this world. We have the mind of Christ, but there are going to be things, there are going to be doubt or thoughts of doubt that pop up in your head that's gonna happen it happens to me every single day but it's what you react to and it's what you dwell on and it's what you allow to come out of your mouth if the israelites had just shut up if they had just shut their mouth they could have given no evil report if they had just let joshua and caleb speak for them they would have gone up and been able to possess the land. But because they reacted out of fear instead of out of faith, that's what happened. Don't let evil reports come out of your mouth. Don't let evil things be spoken out of your mouth. And if it's contrary to what God says, it's not, it's not good. It's not good. I'm trying not to call it evil, but it, I, I mean, quite frankly, it's evil. And I'm not saying that you're evil or that anybody else is evil, but it's an evil report. It's a bad report. You have to speak faith over fear. Well, I went to the doctor and they diagnosed me with this thing. And, um, you know, the doctor, they have, they have technology and they know, you know, they can, they can detect these things. And, um, yeah, so now I just have to. I just have to, you know, um, ask God to heal me and hopefully he will. And hopefully he has mercy on me. Um, because I don't know what I'm going to do if I, if I don't get healed, then I'm just going to die, you know? So like, no, let God's word be true. And every man be a liar. Do not let that evil report come out of your mouth. I'm not saying that doctors are evil. But if they give you a diagnosis that is contrary to what the word of God says, it's contrary to what he says about you, that you are healed. That's an evil report. Don't let it come out of your mouth. So Romans chapter eight, verse one says that those who are in Christ walk according to the spirit. They don't walk according to fear. They don't walk according to their flesh. They walk according to the spirit. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and of a sound mind. You have a sound mind. 
You have power and you have love. God did not give you a spirit of fear. So living in fear is a sin. You're not living by the spirit that God gave you. What spirit are you living by? What spirit are you walking according to? Because it's not the spirit of God if you're living in fear. So today is a day. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Today is a day where you can cut ties with that fear. This is the hope that we have. Jesus. He will take away all that fear. And if you're a Christian, if you've already been saved, but you've opened a door up for fear, you can repent and you can walk by faith. I had to repent because I started walking in fear. I started believing the fear. I started believing the evil report. I started believing what my mind was saying, ultimately what the enemy was saying over God's word. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse five. I'll start at four. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You have to bring down, you have to cast down every thought, every vain imagination, everything that would exalt itself above what the word of God says. Yeah, I know that the Bible says this, but look at what's happening. I know that the Bible says this, but that's just not, it doesn't look anything like that in my life right now. I know that the Bible says that I'm healed, but the doctor said, I know that the Bible says that you reap what you sow. I know that seed time and harvest is a thing. I know that the Bible says that God isn't mocked. Whatever I sow, I shall reap. But I've been sowing for over 10 years and I've been tithing for 10 years and I've been offering and nothing has come back to me yet. Let every man be a liar and God be the truth. I know that the Bible says that if I train my child in the way that they should go, then they'll never depart from it. But my child is out in the world right now. My child isn't serving the Lord. So you're going to speak that. You're going to agree with the devil then. That's ultimately what you're doing. When you're speaking fear, you're agreeing with the devil. You're agreeing with the enemy. You have come and you have fallen into agreement with the, with lies. And he's just there. Yeah, keep speaking that. He's eating it up. Yeah, say more. Say more. Because he knows that life and death are in the power of your tongue. So again, this isn't to beat you up. This isn't to beat you over the head or anything like that. I want you to not live in fear. That is my genuine heart behind all of this. This whole episode. I didn't say anything purposely to offend anybody. But even more than I want it, God wants you to not live in fear. So fall out of agreement with that today. Make today the last day that you believe any evil report of anybody else other than what God has to say. We only believe God's word over here. I don't care what anybody says. I believe what the Bible says, period. If the Bible says it, then it's true.
So when I realized that I was living in fear, that I had opened the door to fear in my life, I repented. When I realized that it was a sin to live in fear, I repented. And I turned away from the fear and I turned to God. Repentance just means to change your mind. You turn away from your sin. You change your mind about your sin. You no longer want to live that way anymore. You no longer want to have those thoughts anymore. You repent. You turn. You change your mind. So Christians, y'all should already know how to repent. But right now, if there are any people who have never given your life to Jesus and you've never had a specific time in your life where you've prayed this prayer, where you've surrendered your entire life to Jesus Christ, you can do that with me right now. You can repent and turn away from your sins and live for God. You will have eternal life. He'll, like I was talking about in the beginning, his spirit will come and breathe life to your spirit. When you read his word, he'll show you his ways. His word is like a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. So today, if you're listening and you realize that you've been living your entire life in sin and you want to turn away from that and you want to have eternal life and you want to go to heaven and you want to live for Jesus, you can do that with me right now. All you have to do is open your mouth, repeat this prayer after me, pray it from your heart. Don't just repeat the words that I say because I'm telling you to do it. Mean what you're saying. Say, Heavenly Father, I admit that I have sinned. And fallen short of your glory. I believe that Jesus is your son. And that he died on the cross just for my sins. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord and he is my Savior. Holy Spirit, come into my heart. Breathe new life into me. Make me new. Change me from the inside out. In Jesus' name. Amen. And if you pray that prayer, you are now a son or a daughter of the Most High God. You are now a child of God. Jesus Christ is your elder brother. He is your best friend. You have passed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Hallelujah. And if you... Um, if you did just get saved, go back and listen to some of, some of my old episodes. What you need more than ever is to be in the word. Listen to things that are grounded in the word, not people's opinions, but what does the Bible say? 
read the Bible. That's the most important thing. Before you believe anything that I say, that's why I always give you scriptures. Read these scriptures along with me. Read the Bible in your own time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for being here today. Um, Follow the podcast on Instagram and subscribe, rate it here on whatever platform you're listening to. Um, I think that's about it. Um, Keep an eye out for everything that I have going on. It's probably going to be on Instagram. Um, So yeah, just make sure you go follow there or go check in there and see what's going on over there. Um, But yeah, a lot of big things that God has laid on my heart. And I'm very, very excited to actually go and do those things. If you have kids and you want to see the Bible, um, the Bible study that I, the Bible study curriculum so far that I've made for them, reach out to me, DM me on Instagram or message me on Anchor, which is the platform that I upload my podcast on or through. I love you guys. And thank you so much for listening. Glad to be back glad to be talking to you guys again, but I hope you guys have an amazing week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.